Welcome to the week three edition of Spilt Milk, your Pooja Milk Reloaded podcast. We're so happy to have you. I am your host, longtime PMR commissioner, two-time Pooja Milk Reloaded champion, Diz, or Matthew as some know me outside of this circle, joined as always by longtime PMR enthusiast, football generalist, sports broadcaster, uh, just general hero. Yeah, uh, uh, his. Or... I like I like things in life. Yeah. I like stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think back fondly to you know the Stevenson days, the high school days, yeah. where I remember saying, "Look, if we can think about history like as if it were sports statistics, let's just imagine it was the same. You will be crushing this because it, it has been a uh, well, it's been a lifelong affinity as long as I've known you. That's for sure." I mean, yes, it's fun. I uh, well, I no longer doing that, but I, I did enjoy it. Uh, the broadcast world, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, the one thing about it though, I, I did find it made watching stuff uh, not as fun, like for fun, because you're always thinking of work. So I I didn't separate that too well. But that's it. I say this every show. That's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, I mean, you know, making money is nice. It seems like the kind of business that there's a threshold where people get paid and then everyone else is paid in like buffet coupons for the local hotel. Yeah. You, you know, even at the ESPN level, you'd be really surprised, uh, you know, like the Scott Van Pelt, some of those guys, but the lower level people there, it's, uh, it's not, it's, it's not, uh, you, you might want to go to law school instead. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Reasonable. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Well, you know, on the topic of, uh, fortune and, uh, well, misfortune, this week, uh, startling development. Now, I will say that it's mostly schedule related that we're a little delayed and we don't have a special guest this week. However, I think in the uh, in the standing tradition of the Madden curse, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps we have stumbled on a spilt milk curse. And, and I'll offer up two two points of evidence to debate here for Jocko and I. The first one, and I think uh, Mike Bear called it out last week. You and I host this show, and I think general contenders, uh, you know, I like to tease you about low-performing seasons, but normally we're in the mix. I am 0-3, which is just startling uh, to me, obviously. And you are 1-2, but by the grace of God, you're 1-2. I think you picked up a reasonably low-performing opponent and, and managed yeah. to pick up a win this week. But I think most the most damning evidence of this curse, perhaps, is what's happened to Mike Barrell's team. Uh, so you get, here comes a guy who comes out into the league, gets the highest draft grade. <laughs> he's steaming along. He's cruising. And in week uh, number three, we're recapping now, he loses A.J. Brown. Oof. He loses CMC. Uh, and who else in here? I know he has another one, I think, who gimped off the field at some point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously, that's his wide receiver one. Uh, and that's his... Um, well, obviously, first overall pick, RB1. Um, so, Jagaba, what do you think? Is I there think a spilt milk curse? Well, I think it has to be considered when you have to start somebody named Chubba. Yes, yeah. there's a chance that there's a curse. And Nick <laughs> Westbrook Ekine. That sounds yeah. like a law firm. The Westbrook Ekine law firm. Yeah, right. I mean, it, not only do I think there is, I hope there is. And I want to say, James, you're invited next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, James, I like stoking, stoking his fire. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say either James. We could get Barchi up here, but I, I don't think that Barchi 
is in any control of his team. I think it's on full autopilot. So I don't know that it matters other than if we <laughs> yeah. could put, if we could put that juju on him, I would love to do that. And then obviously James ages. Uh, yeah. I, you know, love to love to give him any negativity that can. <laughs> Incidentally, I was speaking of curses and being Owen three, cause it was Owen two in both leagues that I participate in and the other league. And I know this is not the podcast for that league. It does bear mention that I did defeat James Aegis in that league. Wow. So despite it being a diarrhea tornado for me to begin the fantasy football season, um, that was a glimmering bright spot. Also, we were able to execute a trade. So we have a rivalry, but I would say we're gentlemen. You know, we oh, you guys come, sure. Wow, I didn't we know can that. We come oh. to an accord. Yeah. We can make trades. Uh, not in this league, so it won't spend too much time. But, uh, you know, I think everybody was pleased with that trade, or at least I was. Uh, I didn't see. I Honestly, I didn't have a chance to look, but I bet you he... It said to himself that he ripped you off. I know. I he... believe, yeah, I believe <laughs> that he's very, he's very interested. It's relevant to fantasy football. So very identical scoring system. I traded uh, Trey Sermon and I got in return Mike Davis. So hmm. he, he has the potential for a very good running back who hasn't quite shown it yet. And I have now a running back who's just kind of okay. And is getting outshi- outshined by Cordero Patterson. He likes those Niners. I'll tell you, he likes yeah. them. Hey, I, well. I will give him the, you know, hometown upcharge. I'm happy to do that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's totally fine for me. So I guess without further ado, if there very well could be a curse, we'll find out. I, I honestly, as much as I love fantasy football, I don't care because I'm enjoying our conversations weekly yes. and uh, exactly. happy to hear from you guys that some of you are listening. I know James listened recently yeah. uh, and could prove that by saying that he was very excited about the tubby submarine commercials. So uh, <laughs> more exciting commercials to come, Jocko. You'd also be happy looking into how to, to publish podcasts, uh, making some progress there. I'm sure, on your logo, is that your cousin Alex? Like, that's who it looks like. <laughs> yeah, so Too Soft, Too Hard originally was a generic stock photo white guy for like a um, Three Amigos costume, like a Halloween costume. Yeah. And then last year... I got excited about Rodrigo Blankenship and I put his face on that. That's right. I, I really does, enjoy And he looks like your cousin Alex. So that makes he sense. Does. Yeah. <laughs> he does bear a slight resemblance to my cousin Alex. Yeah. I, the, the Rex back action. He actually kind of looks like Anthony too. There's a lot yeah, of people within my far family. Away. I mean, I think it's the general Hispanic vibes you're getting from the giant mariachi costume. He uh, looks like a Mexican person would be the, uh, the racially sensitive way to say it. Yes. <laughs> Well, I, I think that's what they say, right? That's what they want. And then by they, I mean not he, him, or she. I mean they. Uh, that's what they want right. um, to be all the way clear. So we'll start with the, the dagger in my heart here. And I guess it's poetic. It's it's poetic justice here that Barchi uh, gets to shut my loud Man. mouth up by rolling 3-0 and over me. Uh, you know, the person who awarded him with the Millen Award for Draft and Aptitude. Uh, I'm always happy, actually, in a side note, to see that be wrong. Um, but I will maintain, I don't think this continues. Justin Tucker's little rinky-dink kick it through the oh, uprights God. to destroy the line. I mean, you're not playing cursed franchises every week. Oh, my so God. you're not going to get 16 points out of your kicker every that week. That should have been like 1,000 points in fantasy football. 66 yeah. yard, that, that doinks off the crossbar. Right. right. <laughs> now, I got a little bit of a cheat code with the Arizona defense against Jacksonville. Uh, I don't know if this is a little, little tip. This isn't a tip line, as you said. But uh, I'll just give you a little shortcut. If a defense is playing Jacksonville or the Jets, you're yeah. gonna want you're gonna want to start that defense because uh, they they just love to throw at the other teams. 
Yeah, um, it's like it's like they're playing the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but well, but I but you got to look at Barchi's team now, and and if Melvin Gordon doesn't break a leg or something, right. gives you a solid fifteen points. This team's right. going to be good because I'm going to tell you who the superstar here on this team is now, and he's every week questionable. Obviously, we watch a lot of Lions. It's DeAndre Swift. The way that they play, right. they're going to be a lot of Johnny Checkdown plays, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And 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 his skill is, you know, that speed and space. And yeah. he is going to have a his this line one rush touchdown, sixty receiving yards, forty seven rush yards. That's like his. That's going to be his standard. Even in games they lose. Uh, yeah, I think um, I'd agree with that. I mean, obviously durability being a factor. Jamal Williams got his a little bit too. I think he got a touchdown. Um, right, he did. He this did. last week. But I think the target share, just in terms of touches, is shifting to Swift. And even the beat writers this week were talking more about how they see his workload going up from here, yeah. uh, not coming back down. So I totally agree with you. I think both those backs are going to get a lot of touches in terms of passing game. Uh, and then they are also with a Lynn really committed to the run. So, I mean, I think this guy is the limit for, for Deandre Swift. I think the reason I am confident in offering the criticism that this can't last and I'll scroll down Giacomo because we're looking at this box score. Do you notice Barchi has an empty IR spot and an empty bench spot? He also is carrying, <laughs> oh, I didn't he's also that, carrying no. two defenses. Now, <laughs> again, I don't want to give tips away. I would love if Barchi just stays out of the free agent market. That's totally fine. However, if he has any injuries start yeah. or once by weeks start, because my team, as much as it's hot garbage in a lot of ways, I at least am not at all worried about bye weeks because I have enough depth to be able to not be going, oh God, I have nobody to play. Bye weeks are going to come. And I think some of these shallower rosters, which is how I got to, uh, you know, being critical about his draft yeah. are, are going to start to feel that pain. So while he has defensive and tight end depth, quarterback depth uh, he's going to be scraping a bit when it comes to running backs to fill the holes wide receivers to fill those holes uh you know just based on who he who he might have to turn to no or, I, and, and and he's relying on two of the more injury prone guys we've seen Dak Prescott and DeAndre Swift I mean that's right. so you know you could say that about a lot of teams but sure. yeah yeah well and melvin gordon too i think most oh, people's God. most well, people's expectation is that he yeah. is kind of not long for no. uh that but that it, starting job or the majority of touches yeah. yeah he may become a dead guy <laughs> uh, the other one too is chris godwin it's it seems like so many of those players in tampa bay are going to be boomer bust he benefits from antonio brown not being able to play last week i you know with with brady and just how he distributes the ball I, I don't know that – I mean, I think they're all great, but I don't know that you're going to be in a week where you're shorthanded entirely yeah. confident that Chris Godwin's going to deliver. And like I said, Justin Tucker is a great kicker. 16 points from him is not going to be your every week. Well, his home show. field is not Ford Field, which he loves. Right. You know, right. so, yeah. <laughs> I guess other things of note in this game, I still have no tight end, and I'm going to start making some calls this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julio Jones getting hurt isn't awesome for me. Uh, and Robert Woods is just gross. I think we talked about it and last time, you know. Yeah, that Cooper they, Cup Cooper Cup might be the MVP. Yeah. I mean, well, he is unreal. It's the hype that Stafford's getting lately in terms of MVP conversation. Even Cliff Kingsbury, Kingsbury the Arizona coach this week was calling him a, a freak at the position, has a legendary arm. I mean, obviously coaches talk up to away players, but 
uh, as a Lions playing, fan, yeah. obviously it's bittersweet. You're happy to see the guy be successful, but it is funny that the minute he puts on a different jersey, they're like, "Where did this superstar yeah. come from?" Yeah, he was playing in a minor league. Is that correct? Detroit is in the <laughs> CFL. Is that where they play? Uh, it's so you, it's a happy for him, but boy, bittersweet that that's the. Uh, Real <laughs> quick, you want to know who, who's not good at fantasy football? The people yeah. who who ran the Lions. They have. They have $55 million in money invested in players who no longer play with them. Most of them, most yeah. of that's Matthew Stafford, but they just cut linebacker uh, Jamie Collins, and that was another few million there. So just a just right. a nice little tidbit. Well, I mean, that's it. That's the this parade of former New England-type players who are making their way out. And uh, obviously, you know, the Quintricia era, they thought paying those guys made sense. But yeah, they're not so good at fantasy or real, real football. Oh, yeah, or real football, yeah. exactly. So uh, we'll go quickly to the second game here on the slate. Uh, Mike Barrel and the holdout, Mike Baskin. Baskin also, I mean, honestly, like I said, had I not felt bad for him on the day because he didn't have power and he was in a camper, he would have got that Millen Award. It was going to go to him, but here he stands 3-0. and uh, And 3-0 and in rolling uh, what had been one of the better teams in the league or, you know, off to a strong start in Mike Barrel, the aforementioned uh, now cursed uh, Mike Bear. I did get some delight in looking at the box score on this one, knowing uh, mm -hmm. that you might have some thoughts on Robbie Anderson. What'd you think? Uh, his, yeah, that's, his, his, that's Robbie Anderson. In. That's that's vintage Robbie Anderson. One reception, eight reception yards. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, I hate to tell I do not hate to say I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> well, and now looking at the roster, when we were talking about Mike's curse earlier, we were looking at his roster as of today. Now the curse is coming back to me. So Josh Jacobs being out was part yeah. of the curse. James then White. James White dislocating yeah. hip or separating, otherwise separating. And, and he was looking like old James White. He yeah. was looking decent. So well, they they now have a check down quarterback. So they have a quarterback exactly. who will throw those little dump offs. So that remains to be seen. Who you know Tom Brady two point uh, who can use James White the way that James well would have used James White I should say. Uh, how he might use any replacement player who's likely to emerge in that offense. But yeah, losing Josh Jacobs, at least for that week, James White for the season now, uh, and McCaffrey and A.J. Brown, obviously a tough week for Mike. Um, and Darren Waller playing like a normal human being and, you know, Russ playing like a normal human well, being. Well, one, one, one thing I noticed about Bears lineup, though, if Russell Wilson gets back to being like Russell Wilson, not that that's a horrible game, 298, right. 20 fantasy points, He's got David Carr on his bench, who looks like he's going to have, you know, a pro ball season. David yeah. Carr, Derek Carr, sorry. Um, is it David mm -hmm. or Derek? No, David's the it one who's David, on the yeah. Texans. It is David. Yeah, Derek's yeah. the other one. Anyway. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. It is Derek. Derek it's Carr. Derek. Yeah, it's Derek. So my point is that could be a trade ship there to potentially get something good. Now, you know, yeah. we know quarterbacks, they're, they're available on there in the market, but as we get late in the season – Somebody needs a guy who's going to get 30 points a game at that position. He might have two of them. So, yeah, for sure. And he goes big in on Chuba Hubbard this week, too, in the waiver section. We'll talk about it a little bit about that. But, uh, you know, it's not like he's totally without a replacement. The season is not over for him, but obviously a reasonably significant blow in week three, enough to uh, at least be presented as evidence of the existence of a spilt milk curse. Um, on the other side of the ball, uh, Baskin's team. Uh, you know, big days. Tyler Lockett, I know he left that game briefly with an injury. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski also left the game with an injury to his ribs. 
Um, but the Tom Brady performance oh, and then Rob, of course he let, do you, he doesn't wear rib guards. I, I noticed right. this about something. He got hammered. He's not going to play anymore until the playoffs. If I was betting money, I would bet on that. He'll play like two more games. Well, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Certainly. I hope so. I mean, I don't own him. So it does feel like a, a little bit of a cheat code to be able to have picked up Rob, Rob Gronkowski, who I think by all accounts was expected to be kind of a fantasy dead guy, but yeah. has emerged early, you know, in, in a player group or position group that has just been horrific. I mean, most of the tight ends have not been good. Darren Waller is an ex exception. Gronkowski is an exception. Pardon my gross burp. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, you know, you're not getting a lot out of tight ends or at least not predictable play from tight ends, but Brady, Justin Jefferson and Ezekiel Elliott essentially carry Mike to victory. Uh, and it didn't help that, you know, the wheels just completely fell off Bears team. It's not often that, you know, your kicker and defense outscore most of your starters. Yeah, but and the thing with Baskin here, I, I just don't trust Ezekiel Elliott. I, I never will again. Maybe he'll prove us wrong. He had a yeah. great game, but I, I don't think he's – I just don't think you can trust that he's going to be there every week. Right. Um. So – I actually like Barchi's team better than his for the two the two Terminator picked uh, teams that we have in the league. You know, like when C was Skynet took over that's everything. Right. That's like these two teams. I, I think I, I prefer I prefer Barchi's of the Skynet teams. That's very reasonable. Yeah, I, I think Skynet teams is a good category for them. <laughs> Allen Robinson, as I know, uh, in other places, we are kind of laying eggs continuously. Uh, obviously, fields make people think that, that that could be good. Emmanuel Sanders, though, not a bad guy to have on your bench for Baskin. He does seem to be really solidifying his role with the Bills. And to have Tyler Higby in addition to Gronkowski gives uh, him some options, at least in the weeks coming ahead. Yeah. Um, I'll point out, though, like I did when we were looking at Barchies, and I guess this is maybe how Skynet picks teams. Uh, empty bench spots and, you know, again, injuries, oh, he's and, got two, yeah. <laughs> injuries and or um, bye weeks are going to test that roster. I think when you're going to try to just scoop somebody randomly up off the waiver wire, the depth starts to come into question. Yeah. So he's off to a good start, um, you know, has decent running backs. I think having Sony Michelle uh, sitting on the bench is, is at least gives him some flexibility. So probably good things coming for basket. Mm-hmm. The next matchup to look at, Mikey's team. Which is called Mikey's team? The, the rake he's changing him. And I think that photograph, I, I vaguely remember what he texted me. I think that person may be somebody McGreevy. I have no idea who McGreevy huh. is. Yeah. Uh, we don't get he, Mikey, we don't get your highbrow humor. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's either... It's either highbrow or perhaps so meta that it's like ultra lowbrow, and by being ultra lowbrow is then highbrow. Is that like know. a better looking him? Is that it like does. one of those? <laughs> that's what it looks like to me. It is. It is <laughs> aspirationally a better looking him. I will say this about Mikey. Recently, he came out to visit. Had a great visit with Mikey and his dad. Um, and Mikey had dyed his hair, uh, so he just came with like jet black hair. And I've mm. never seen like a more Indian Pakistani looking version of Mikey. Than with like shoe polish black hair, kid looked like a spent match. Uh, so this is the way to go. Go for the salt and pepper. I think we both agree that is the more handsome addition. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's a, I don't know who that guy is. Hopefully, he's not like a diddler or something. Um, that's a handsome man, you know. Yeah, and I don't just, know. To say you could look like that man is a compliment. To he looks kissable. The, yeah. But Mikey gets the best of bear. Oh, bear. Brad. Brad here who is probably our next special guest. I don't know if he fears curses. Oh, he's um, special. 
Yeah, that's right. He is special and he would be <laughs> a very entertaining person to have around. Mm. His level of wit has jumped up. I just sometimes think about the Brad that was yelling grandma when we called Bill Knapps in our prank calls. <laughs> and like that was just basically we could have think to say that was funny. And now Brad speaks and I'm like, man, this is pretty. This is clever as hell. This guy's <laughs> funny. Uh, so, yeah, it would be great to have him on. But. Mikey gets the stars to align. Uh, Patrick Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does, puts up reasonably good points. And then DJ Moore, uh, Kareem Hunt, and Alexander Madsen yeah. uh, all, all take off. And, you know, a reasonably good day out of Odell Beckham, too, in his kind of first return to action. Kareem Hunt's great. We talked about it before. It's another one, though, where you go, well, week on week, can you count on that? Yeah. Certainly, I'm hoping he has a down week this week because I'm playing Mikey, but... Um, you know, they have two RB1s on that team, and it's just a matter of who's going to have a better day. Well, one of the things I like about Yahoo, because being new to it, you do get the – not that you have to follow it exactly, but you get those stars that mm. are based you on the matchup. And I don't know what Kareem Hunt's was, but they played the Bears. Who's, I mean, their defense is generally pretty good, but they suck. So I, he probably had like four stars. You know what I mean? They're not going to play the Bears every week. And even when the Bears have a good defense, you've got – Justin Fields, you know, they're not running an offense that's catered to him and he's going to have trouble. I think he got sacked nine times. So that's going to lead to good stuff for your offense. So, you know, you take all that into consideration. But who's Jay Johnson, New Orleans? Is that like former NBA player Joe Johnson? Who is that guy? That's an excellent question. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, I did mention the sort of dearth of talent at the tight end position, but uh, that's scraping the bottom of the barrel. And obviously he's. Well, I mean, he comes away with the win, so what does it really matter? But Mike Gusecki yeah. had a, a nice day, and he was kind of just hanging out on his bench. Um, and, and, and in terms of running backs, I mean, obviously, he's got Dalvin Cook, so having Madison is a, a nice advantage for him. Right. A good bit of foresight on his part. And Daryl Henderson Jr., uh, he's banged up, but I don't think it's, you know, at least expected for the long term. AJ yeah, he's Dillon. got some good depth there, and, and A.J. Dillon is one of the more valuable backups, too, because yeah. of how they like him in Green Bay. So anybody who's got five, you know, good to great running backs, they're going to be in contention. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he's stashing a San Francisco running back, I think, who's on injured reserve. That, that obviously could play out well down the stretch. Looking at the losing side of the ball here, I, I mean, I think when I look at Brad's roster – I'm reminded of a parable of old times, uh, which is every now and then even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Uh, and I, I feel like when I look at the players on Brad's bench or on his team, period, there is a lot of blind squirrels st just stumbling by sheer chance onto nuts. And I, by that, I mean Cordero Patterson putting oh, up like worst. flexible numbers. Tyson Williams has a horrible game against Detroit, which everyone was hoping was going to be huge. Um, but obviously he could be all right. But then so scrolling down the bench, Mike Williams, what's egregious here is that Mike Williams is not in his starting lineup. Yeah. What, but he had a big week the week before. He is like in the top three wide receivers for fantasy yeah. in the NFL right now. And he's leading in most categories in real football. So Mike Williams, obviously the guy gets hurt. That, that is a thing that happens to him, and he's pretty reckless with how he catches the ball. But he's looking like a legit wide receiver one. Um, you know, he's got a lot of eggs, I guess, in the in the Chargers basket if you're looking at Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But 
you know, that's going to get him out of trouble week to week and being able to have Cordero Patterson be a serviceable, maybe RB two low end or flex option Mm -hmm. gives him some ability to stay competitive. He doesn't have a ton of other running backs on the bench. Um, or at least not any that are totally producing your Damian Williams, Chicago. That's it. That could, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that maybe is an option for him, but the the thing with like, so Cordero Patterson, there's a guys that are, they're really valuable to a football team. Like, you know, he he returns kicks receiver Mm -hmm. running back. The Sean Jackson's another one. Every four games, he pops for a big catch, you know, but they're not reliable for fantasy purposes. And I don't think Cordero Patterson ever will be. That's a team with some younger guys. Obviously, they yeah. got rid of Julio Jones. Uh, the tight end Pitts is probably still getting up to speed. So they're relying on a guy who's got a lot of experience, and he's right. getting the ball, you know, six catches. I don't think that's going to continue throughout the year. It would be interesting to watch. As a new Mike Davis owner, uh, you know, obviously I'd like to see less of Cordero Patterson, uh, you know, selfishly. But he has a at least through three weeks, he's put up a reasonably good pattern of production. I think he's been over 10 points in almost every yeah, week, yeah, yeah. Um, which, you know, maybe not make your draw drop, but is uh, is definitely a contributor. So Mike Williams is probably the biggest blind squirrel finding a nut. Obviously, Kyler Murray being as on fire as he has been through three weeks. That was a lower week for him yeah. this week. But, uh, you know, some good luck. And then Logan Thomas is somebody I, I really called out. But I think he's getting great production out of Logan Thomas. I think that's his second. Does he cut a touchdown every week? I know that's at least his second. So, yeah. He's been a pretty solid contributor. And that's how Brad gets to to two and one, uh, you know, kind of knocking on the door of uh, of three and oh. Mm -hmm. So with that, we're through three greens. We will take just one quick commercial break and we'll be right back with you. Pizza! At supper time When pizza's on a bagel You can eat pizza anytime Pizza Bagel Bites Bite-sized pizzas on wholesome little bagels Pizza during prime time Anytime's the right time Pizza going down a so fine So fine, so fine, so fine When pizza's on a bagel You can eat pizza anytime And any other time Try Cheese Bites, Dynabites, and Hot Bites Welcome back to the show we got three more games to recap from week three, and we're going to pick our game of the week, maybe talk a little waivers. Giacomo, thanks for joining as always, and thank yes. you guys for listening. Happy and hope you're uh, enjoying yourself in the car or the gym or or wherever you listen. You're, you're mowing the lawn in white dad shoes, as I enjoy to do. Maybe uh, Baskin's at the uh, the uh, the the old Jewish bathhouse getting a palazza. That's when they uh, an, an old man slaps oof. you with these big leaves. Ooh, while you're nude. Yeah. yeah. That's that, another that's another is, podcast. I got a lot yeah. of podcast ideas. Is that therapeutic or is that erotic or is that just in between? Hopefully it's both. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a twofer to me. I mean, the I don't Schwitz, know. The Schwitz. There we like, go. That's what yeah. it's called. Well, I mean, I don't know. That could be like a field trip for the league. Maybe that's what the loser has to do. You, but it sounds not totally unpleasant. I, I tell you what, I've been. It's very yeah. it's actually a lot of fun. Do they welcome do they welcome Gentiles for this or is it a they do they do yeah oh yeah yes Gentiles are welcome (laughs) Gentiles welcome all right well with that we're gonna look at run and shoot versus the joint chiefs of Stafford uh Mark Ages 0 and 3. I think we talked about it a little bit earlier, maybe in our pre-show discussion. Uh, you know, Mark 0 and 3 
but he, he's been not to turn this into a discussion of your scoring system problems as James did try to shut that down <laughs> in comments. And I yeah. appreciate that, James. Thank you. Um, Mark really taking on some of the higher scoring teams every week. So it's got to be kind of a, a, a that's got to sting in terms of 0 and 3 when you know you're doing reasonably well, but you're really getting people's best, best weeks. So uh, my 0 and 3 is a little different than Mark's 0 and 3, although I have the second highest points against my points four is, is not uh, nothing to really write home about. But uh, a good showing for for uh, Mr. Bellato's run and shoot. Obviously, Josh Allen, Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen, Najee Harris. From what I've heard of that game, and I didn't watch the game, it was Ben Roethlisberger taking two steps and then getting yeah. hit uh, yeah. so that he threw at Najee Harris like a thousand times. Uh, well, 14 receptions. I don't know how many times he was targeted, but it, from what I understand, he was basically the only lifeline that Ben had uh, and that the Steelers looked pretty terrible. Yeah, I mean... You know, you look at anytime you face a team with Josh Allen, uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to, you better have a quarterback who scores well too. And he does with Stafford. So yeah. it's a tough week for Mark, but I look at his flex and I know you just traded for this guy. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sold on Mike Davis at Atlanta. So, I mean, you're trying to get more than nine points out of him, which is what Mark got. I just, and if, you know, I know the Giants have a pretty good defense, but. I don't trust any Atlanta guys that much this year. I'm just not, they're in a transitional year. That's why they have a guy like Mike Davis there yeah. who, you know, perform well in a, as a backup in Carolina and kind of given that opportunity. But again, running backs, as we know, are hard to come by. And so, you know, you, you listen, he got where he got screwed really though is Kareem Hunt right. was the big back for Cleveland this week. And he has Nick Chubb and that's going to happen. That's always the problem with having one of those guys. Well, and the same too. And his, I mean, it's his wide receiver too, but I think he's probably expecting more from Juju Smith-Schuster, but we mentioned with Pittsburgh struggling to, to have time to throw that being a real limiter, um, you know, for well, and that, and that, that was a guy I stayed away from. There was, it, everyone was surprised that he even stayed there. Obviously they like Deontay Johnson and the, and the chase Claypool. So I, he's not a guy that I would have, picked at any pick to be honest with you i just don't yeah. see it anymore with him but well james robinson shows up he's looking like a real rb1 although i think most everybody on jacksonville looks like garbage yeah. uh he's doing okay and for me with mike davis obviously it depends on what you're trading for i wasn't giving up too much or at least not in my opinion yeah no. um but yeah chubb has that off week dk metcalf has the good game that normally we've been seeing tyler lockett get uh, so, you know, he gets that boost, but it, it does seem like it's not as stable uh, a relationship as you'd like to see it. Good news for Mark, though, having Christian Kirk on his bench is, is a nice thing. Losing A.J. Brown, uh, or that's Antonio Brown, probably set him back, and I think he's off the COVID list now. Looking at um, Dan's bench, though, a couple turds on there that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Ronald Jones is a turd. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a turd, in my opinion. Uh, you know, he's got other guys who could be all right. Um He's got a tough bench now that you mention it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's there's not a lot there. There's names, but they're not really doing much at all. Hmm. Um so you know, we'll see how that plays out uh, as it goes. But uh, you know, I think Dan's proven his metal. Dan is a champion. He has demonstrated yeah. that he can make it work. Skipping ahead, the curse breaker, perhaps balloons I can touch That's and Greg right. versus Michael yeah. Serby's tip top team. Those are the names that I really like to say. There's a music to both of those team names, like that makes your your, yeah. you know, makes you feel good as you say them. Um, this sounds like some circus performers. It something. really does. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is quite, a, it's, quite it's, it's great fun. You know, you, gotta find the, 
you got to find the joy in life, especially during these trying times that we are all living <laughs> through. Uh, so Giacomo, you come away with a win. I'm going to let you analyze this one first and then I'll be the color guy. What, what do you see here? I mean, um, you know, looking at my squad, I, I just, no one really jumped out as a huge game. Jalen hurts 25. I, he got a lot of garbage time. I watched some of that, that Monday night game. Um, but the thing that I did, I didn't have like a huge dud either, except for my kicker and my defense. So, um, they had four and two, uh, sermon got a got a touchdown for San Fran. So that. He went into double digits. Kelsey did an average game for him, 15 points. Um, and, yeah, you roll down. I, I, I left Peyton Barber on the bench with 23 right. points, filling in for uh, for Jacobs in Oakland. But I think he's coming back. So, you know, I, I, I this is one of those cases where I got lucky with the matchup. I kind of underperformed a little bit. Sure. But, again, that's what I don't like about fantasy football. But I was on – the good part of it this time this week. So well, yeah, able to come away with a win. Who knows if Josh Jacobs is going to be back. Um, mm -hmm. Tyler board's going to benefit from T Higgins absence. I think they play tonight. Uh, and Jacoby Myers actually looking okay. Yeah. From what I've heard of that game, I didn't watch it, but he's, he is emerging as a legitimate wide receiver one in new England, which is, uh, you know, for what that's worth, that's something. And the same with Marvin Jones jr. Uh, you know, we know Marvin from his time here in Detroit, but, from what I understand, he's he's separating himself a little bit from the other receivers in that pack, at least in terms of target share. So I don't know yeah. if he's a wide receiver too, really, but he's at least a flex option for you. Uh, you know, should some of these other guys come on? on yeah, other... and looking at service team, so that's always been my thing with a guy like Tariq Hill, seven points. He's right. one of those guys. If they and I didn't watch the game, but I'm assuming the Chargers, you know, kept the guy over the top, didn't didn't give him that deep ball at all. And when you do that, five receptions, 56 yards, he's not – I know he is a wide receiver one, but there's going to be weeks more so than a regular wide receiver one where he's not because they the teams will take that away from him. So yeah, he always – and then Amari Cooper, four points, you know, and that was a game they scored 41. CeeDee Lamb seems to be the guy now in Dallas. So yeah, I and the issues. Just looking at Mike's team here too, I know there's a team that we, I think, didn't have any specific issues with coming into the draft or coming out of the draft, I should say. Oh, but, I mean, David Montgomery is the number one issue right, in the league. Oh. Right. I know he's he's a resident dead guy on your list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess the criticism you can offer when you look at Servi's team, some of this has to do when you, you know, when you're skewed more towards wide receiver talent, is they can be a little streaky. So Herbert or Ebear, as I love to call him, <laughs> he shows up, but you get a kind of quiet day from Hill, you get a quiet day from Cooper. Uh, CEH, I know is a guy you feel is like pretty streaky at the running position, Montgomery. I think as you indicate in terms of him being the dead guy, he's going to have big weeks and then he's going to do nothing. Uh, and obviously yeah. fields coming out and just totally pooping the bed. I mean, he gets the lines this week, so maybe he has an opportunity to bounce back. Oh, but, um, all pro he's going to have the game of the, his life at any yeah. level. <laughs> but he's got a lot of streaky players, even Moss on his bench at Buffalo RB. It's not to say that he won't have weeks that are good, but it's hard to count on any of those. those Zach Moss wasn't even active in week one. He was in right. the dust. You don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I, Michael Pittman Jr. is a player that I like, but when your quarterback's coming out playing on two injured ankles, uh, it's hard to expect he's yeah. really going to blow up. Uh, but he did all right on the bench for Servi. Looking at our last matchup of the week, team offline. Uh, Nick, hypothetical, real person, Brazen versus mm -hmm. James Aegis, who uh, I think we both know to be uh, a real he's person. Very, he's all too real. Yeah. I want to see your birth <laughs> certificate offline. I think you were born somewhere else. I don't think you're real. 
post it. Shut me up. You know, where's your birth certificate? I'm a, <laughs> I'm, I'm a brazen birther. Uh, so Nick comes away, always happy to see James take a loss. Although, uh, you know, in the interest of gentlemanly competition, um, you know, his team doesn't look bad. It's, it's one where he's taking on some top flight talent within the league. And when Brandon cooks, Derek Henry, Chris Carson, Mark Andrews, I mean, these are the kind of box scores that I like as an owner where you see just contributions at every position and you go, well, Hey, I'm not doing that bad. I mean, Greg Zerline's kind of a low point other than Hopkins. Um, but, you know, you turn in a nice scorecard across the board, and this is what happens. Well, let me give – I know he lost, but James starts Kirk Cousins against Seattle over Aaron Rodgers, and he gets more points. That's I mean, uh, hey, you got to hand it to James. He's good at fantasy football. He really is. You know? I, would, I would agree with that. He's carrying, now, three, oh, he's carrying three quarterbacks right now, though, which is curious. Yeah, well, and but because he, he was like, "Oh, Rogers isn't going to beat my Niners." Now that gotcha. I think more about it, so he, yeah. <laughs> which he did though, which he did. Saquon shows up for James, which uh, encouraging and, and patience. It's an interesting. I mean, we talked about it in the draft podcast. We're talking about it again now. I mean, I think James has done his best to really invest in running backs. Yeah. Um, you know, not having T. Higgins being able to go, but J.D. McKissick, uh, he's got him in addition to. Gibson Gibson had the big game that a lot of people were expecting, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season for him to see Saquon start to catch on or, you know, them easing him in uh, is good. Miles Sanders, obviously a little disappointing, um, but I think everyone on the Eagles really didn't show up for that game. Yeah. Uh, didn't get a ton from his wide receiving core, but, uh, you know, obviously had he got a little more that maybe pushes him over the top. Uh, but with T Higgins out and Sterling Shepard out, I believe he's cut Shepard this week too. Um, you know, he didn't have a ton of options, especially given how many running backs and quarterbacks he's carrying. Yeah. But again, as we started the season, we liked it. I, I really like uh, Nick's team. Um, you know, D hop got hurt and didn't do anything. And he still had 130 some points overall. Yeah. Henry Carson is looking like how Carson can look and Mark Andrews top three tight end probably right now. Yeah. And, and Jamar chase at Cincinnati, 20 points. He's the rookie of the year so far in the league. So, well, and another one of your favorites, Naheem Hines shows up on his bench too. Yeah, no, that's a, uh, Naheem that's... Hines, Chase Edwards, those guys are all kind of, or sorry, Chase Edmonds rather, <laughs> are all kind of in that same category of like, oh, I guess they're playing, right? Uh, Latavius Murray doesn't do much, but I don't think any of the Baltimore Ravens running backs really showed up for that game, much to everyone's surprise. So that takes us through the last of our matchups. Uh, we are pressing for time a little bit here as we're recording. So looking forward to this week, We'll just call out. I mean, I think what goes in maybe in the waivers, yeah. just a quick recap. Sure. Uh, you know, Bear brings the brings the money for um the top claim, Chuba Hubbard. I guess congrats to him. I was trying to really make a big play for him there too. But I, you know, as I said in our chat here, I think uh, you know, James kind of set the market for the RB2 expectation, which was I think he put like 125 out there for Eli Mitchell. So Bear coming around that same amount for Chuba Hubbard. You know, I think if there's a, a, other running back injuries, I think it's the expectation, or at least if you're going into bid, is probably you know, you're going to have to go well over 100 to come home with that player. Yeah, no, absolutely. So but, matchups of the week, Giacomo, you look across the board here. Which game do you want to see and, uh, you know, which is most interesting to you? Yeah, I just when I, you know, when I initially looked at it here, the, the first thing I saw, um, you know, run and shoot team offline. The, the two and one records, third and fourth place. We Dan's got a solid squad. I just mentioned Nick's squad, which looks really good. 
I think that's going to be that's going to be the one to watch. Yeah, I'm with you there. That's my top choice as well. I think that's going to be a really interesting game to see play out. They're both two and one, but I think in terms of people, I don't want to play. They're both on that list. Right. Uh, I think as an undercard, and this is more of just the battle of the blind squirrels looking for nuts. It's Baskin and Brad. Um, <laughs> interesting to see how that plays out. It's projecting to be pretty close. Uh, other things of interest, you know, can market his first win here against Servi. It seems like that's a good possibility. Um, I, you know, I'd like to get a win also. We'll see how it plays out with Mikey. Yeah. But game of the week declared consensus. It is Dan Bellotto versus uh, alleged human uh, Nick offline brazen. And I will agree though, Matt, this is for me in my experience. If you go 0 and 4, that's when you start thinking, all right, am I going to yeah. make the playoffs? You want to play, you're still Wah. fine. So this Wah. is big for you and Mark. Wah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Desperation would might might settle in. And, you know, if if some of these guys on my roster who I was hoping for big things from don't show up now, it is plausible to to ask when, if ever, they will show up. Right. Right. All right. So with that, unfortunately, Giacomo and I both biggest shooties. We haven't really (laughs) talked about our careers. We let Barrel talk a bit about how he's global head of packaging and information and, you know, grand pooba of uh Packaging is what I heard. I mean, I don't know what you guys remember, but he likes packages. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you Google, yeah, you will see, I'll leave that for you. Go not on a company computer or anything like that. <laughs> uh, in any case, it's always a pleasure to do the show. Got to run to another yeah. meeting. And I know Jack's got other things to do today. I'm going to try to get this posted as soon as I possibly can. Uh, but guys, you know, Hey, love having this time with you. I hope you're having a great time this year and hope you're enjoying the pod. We will talk again next week. Peace out. See ya. Nice to meet you, Ping Ping.